0: Hey there everyone welcome to another episode podcast of conversations with carter today i have a special guest all my guests are always special in their own way so i know for some of you who listen on the regular they're probably like wait did he not just say this other guest was special yes i did all my guests are special in their own type of way um so tonight i went out to dinner with a good friend And we were just having casual conversations and I was like, you know what? Maybe we should do a podcast episode on dating because we're always sharing our experiences on different guys that we've spoken to, different things that we've experienced, um, even hookups. Um, For a moment, we were even talking about uh, our whole days, but that might be another segment. We're not going to talk about that now, but we're just going to share about our experience with the whole dating scene um, in gay culture. Um, and it would be nice if you guys would listen and give your feedback. I don't know if my guest wants his name to be known, so I'm going to leave it up to him if he would like to introduce himself by his name, or you can give a different name so no one knows who you are. So welcome, guest.
1: Hi, my name is Brandon Mayholtz.
0: So... Uh, We're just gonna go from there. Thank you, Branding, for coming on and giving me your time. Um, I do appreciate it, because you could be doing something else on this particular day. Um, For those of you guys who listen to this, whether you listen to it in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, or night, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the support, the following, the feedback. I really do appreciate it. So where do we want to start about, where do we want to pick up from? Because we was having such a long dialogue and then, of course, I had to interrupt it by being like, "Let's do this podcast." So So what's on your mind that you want to share about dating in the gay community in gay culture?
1: How hard is it to express ourselves to another person of what our true desires are and respecting other people's boundaries and going forward
0: with that okay so I think what I'm gonna say is I don't think that's really hard for like us probably to express to people our desires or even for us to sit here and talk about our boundaries I think it's other people that has um, an issue with respecting our boundaries or listening to the stuff that... Because this is what happens, at least with me, right? So I've met people, and I'll tell people, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to take care of nobody. I'm not looking for anyone to take care of me. I'm looking for us where we take care of each other. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm looking for the same thing. And then within a matter of, I don't know, a month, two weeks, or something like that, then I start to see, no, you're you're looking for me to take care of you. Or, you know, they get so comfortable that they don't respect the boundaries when it comes to entering my environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I go into somebody else's environment, I respect their boundaries. If a person tells me, don't call me around this time because I'm at work, or, you know, "Um, I'm busy, I respect those boundaries. If I go to their house and they're like, this room is off limits or whatever, can you take off your shoes here? I'm respecting their boundaries. So... One of the things that I found in the whole trying to date people, and I'm not even saying being in a relationship, just casual dating, is I'll express what my boundaries are, I'll express what I want, what my needs are, and people don't respect it. And then when I have to go in and force those rules, those boundaries, my needs and my wants, it's, you're crazy. And it's like, no, 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 no. I've been telling you this before we even got to this stage now I'm being crazy to you because you never respected those boundaries nor did you ever hear about my needs and my wants.
1: It comes back to their intentions. And it comes back to their intentions.
0: Okay. Do you want to elaborate on that? What do you mean?
1: So, they'll say, you know, I want the same thing but in their head, in the back of their head, they're like putting what you're saying behind what they want and then just going along with it and then they come back and call you crazy because they are trying to push what they want
0: and i definitely would agree with you on that i would agree with you on that because i even remember there was a time where i was speaking to this guy and before he even went anywhere he was telling me some things about himself like we were just chilling just casually chilling you know, it wasn't no hookup. It wasn't... No, none of it. it was just... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just chilling with a person. Just talking, hanging out. Nothing sexual. Nothing... Just good old talking, hanging out. And so they was telling me things about themselves. And I was just like... Yeah, I would never date you. <laughs> just because of the things that they were telling me. And it wasn't... I wasn't trying to pass judgment. Because I'm like, that's cool that you did that. I'm not judging you by your past. That's cool. However, for the person that I am, I'm not going to do that. And... They knew what I wanted. And, you know, they told me, oh, well, I would date you. And and basically, they started to lead me on telling me the things that I told them that I'm looking for. But they truly knew that was not their intention. You know? And I think that's a bad thing when people do that. Like, whatever your intention is, make it known. Like, if you just want to sit here and be a fuck buddy, tell me. I might be cool with that. If you just want to sit here and maybe have a sugar daddy... I might be cool with that. I'm not saying I am. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if you say your honest attentions, how would you know I would be cool with that? Like, I might sit here and say to you, I want a relationship. But maybe you might sit here and be like, you want friends with benefits. But maybe because I'm not in a relationship yet, maybe I might be open to friends with benefits. But you won't know that if you don't tell me. You
1: have to express yourself. You
0: have to express yourself. And then be true to yourself and be true to your word.
1: And that's one of the problems. No one's true to
0: their word. Do you think... And I'm sure this is not just something in gay culture, gay community, but we are talking about, because we are gay men, so we're sharing our experience in gay culture, in the gay community. So we know that these things happen across the board, even in heterosexual relationships and all these other new relationship terminology that they have that I'm not even up to date with because it's just not my thing, you know? So do you want to share, you know, any experience that you have experienced uh, in You know, just being a gay man dating.
1: So, I went on this date. It was at uh, Starbucks. And I wasn't interested in this guy, like, at all. But I didn't want to lead him on, but I also didn't want to be a a complete dick, basically. Okay. And he, in the middle of Starbucks, my first time meeting him, grabbed my hand and sat at the table and he held my hand the whole time. And I was very uncomfortable. Like, I just met you. We just started, like, conversing, mm-hmm. and I was being nice. Like, I even paid for the coffee. Like, it wasn't, like, wh- whatever. And in the middle of Starbucks, he tried to kiss me.
0: And this was the first and, time you guys met? And
1: this is the first time we met.
0: How long were you guys talking before that?
1: Like, maybe a couple hours?
0: Okay, like, so it was it, within a couple hours it, like, you guys decided to meet up to grab, to get some yeah. coffee.
1: Because I was off, and I'm like, well, why not? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, maybe I'm not interested now, but who knows? Mm-hmm. I figured, you know, everyone deserves a shot here or there, depending on the situation at that particular time. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, because I'm like, I don't know you from a pile of hay, like... You,
0: I like your terminology. You said a pile of hay. I would normally be like, I don't know you from a can of paint. So that's a new one that I've never heard of. So thank you for that.
1: Um, so, and then I had this one guy who hit me up on Grinder, who was full-blown stalking me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. He used to pull behind my work Uh, at my work he lived a couple blocks away and he used to pull behind my car and when I would leave he would leave Mm. and this guy harassed me up until I I'm 25 now up until I was 23 years old I got my phone blown up he did not respect the fact that I did not want to talk to him so there he goes not respecting boundaries he would call me No lie 97 times in a row. To the point where my phone would die.
0: Were you guys ever friends before that? No. Oh wow.
1: Like. Made a fake profile on Grindr. Made me think. Because I was young and naive. And you know. I was. Going through some hardships. In my personal life. That at the time. I just wanted someone to talk to. I was. Not in a good, Good. stable
0: place. And that has happened to us. You know, So I, I think people in general has been there at some point in time in their life and if they haven't been, eventually they're going to experience that where they're at that place in their life where they just need some type of comfort or someone to talk to.
1: And this person... Actually, the one night... I was with my boyfriend. I was actually in a relationship. And I got a call from my father, because I live with him temporarily. He had $50 worth of Domino's that I supposedly had delivered to my house from Scranton. I live in Wilkes. My father lives in the Wilkes-Barre area, and I was staying in Scranton. So I'm up in Scranton, and I'm like... You know, he knows, like, I'm not there. This guy's having food delivered to my house and not paying for it.
0: Did you ever have a conversation with him? Because I've had an experience where I had a stalker.
1: I've had to tell him if he didn't stop, I was going to get a PFA. The, this guy is a dangerous, dangerous um, sex offender. He was actually on Megan's lot, and he got taken off, and I'm not sure how he got
0: off Does of he it. still live in this area? Yes. Yeah. Wow, does he live like in Scranton, or do you no, know? No,
1: he lives in Kingston. Okay. But here's the tire kicker: if you look on WNEP, he led a high-speed chase from Wilkes-Barre to Scranton. Really? Yep.
0: Uh, I might have to look at that later on. Well, you could pull it up while we're talking. So I'm, I'm I, I don't want to take away from that experience. I don't want to take away from that experience. Um. But I do want to dive into some of your other past, um, dating experiences as a gay man. And of course, especially in this area, especially in this area. So, um, what other experiences, like how long for what, how long have you been single now? Now? hmm
1: Three years.
0: Okay, what was your longest relationship? Four years. Okay, so now, do you feel like dating now is harder than dating back then when you had your last relationship, which was the or the the longest relationship that you've had?
1: The longest relationship I had, um, I unfortunately lost him to a, an overdose, which. In this area, is pretty common. Pretty common, yes. A lot of people. And it kind it kind of messed me up. That's kind of the emotional toll I had when I was dealing with this um, stalker. Okay. He.
0: So when that stalker, at the time when you had a boyfriend, was it that particular boyfriend that you end up?
1: No. And and you know, and again, the one after that. The
0: one after that, and again, I just want to say my condolences, because even though I know you you know we, we've we talked about your loss before you know I've lost someone too as well but I do want to say my condolences because I know going through the grieving process is never easy I know it's hard and everyone I don't want to say you get over it but everyone kind of um, I want to say learns how to live without that person in their life differently than other people so I just want to make sure say my condolences to you thank you but I'm thank sorry you. go ahead
1: And the guy that I was with was much older than me. And the guy after the guy I dated who died was much older than me. He ended up um, finding out about my stalker and actually got on the phone with him and then it stopped for a while. Mm -hmm. Then he came back after we broke up. Not sure how. Um, and then he finally disappeared for a couple months. Okay. And now I'm luckily scot-free of this person.
0: So, what is the biggest problem as a gay man that you face in the dating community? Because we were talking about some things where, like, you, you run into guys that it seems like they just want to use you.
1: Yes. So past couple of people that I've talked to about a relationship, I'm a car person. I have multiple vehicles
0: I- that you do. You guys, he is a I don't know whether you want to call it a car fetish, a car head, but he definitely has a thing for cars.
1: And I come across people who are like, oh, I don't have a car, but, you know, I don't have a license either. Let me have one of your cars and you just pay for it well, that's not how the world works. Mm -hmm. And then I have guys who are like, oh, you know, you make good money. Well, I don't make anything. You know, you buy me this, you do this, you do that. Oh, you're going out of town, take me with you, and you pay for everything. No. To me, even when you're talking to someone, it should still be Mm 50-50. It should not be one person does all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to me... One of the hardest things that I deal with is my weight. And part of my grief process, I gained weight. I, I lost weight, and then I gained weight from grieving. It was about, a for about a year and a half, I did not leave my house. Um, it was very hard to go to work. I had to work. I had to go to school. I had to make myself do those things. I didn't want to. But at the time, I had to find something to not sit and mope.
0: Something to keep you busy. Keep your mind off of that loss of that loved one.
1: Yes. But one of the hardest things that I come across is one, drugs. Two, someone who basically wants me to be their sugar daddy at 25.
0: Uh, I wonder if that's a sugar baby. I don't know I, if a sugar I baby... Know. I never know whether a sugar baby is the person who's getting taken care of or if it's just a younger person that's taking care of someone else. I'm going to have to look that up later. Like, what what exactly is a sugar baby? Is a sugar baby someone with money that takes care of someone or if the sugar baby is someone that gets taken care of? So for you, you're saying a lot of times you run into people... In the dating scene, the gay dating scene, a lot of people who dabble in drugs Correct. and a lot of people that just wants to use you for First, what, what I you have, have.
1: That I've worked for. Yeah. Because everything I, I have, I you have worked, worked for, for. you
0: worked for it. It wasn't handed to you. You no. worked for it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I could understand that. Um, I could understand that. You know, um, I know... For me, you know, at one point in time, I always came across people who, you know, it was always I had to do for them. I was always the one with the car. I was always the one with a roof over my head. Like, and when I said roof over my head, yes, now I'm a homeowner, but I always had, like, either my own apartment. Like, my like I didn't have a roommate. I wasn't renting a room from someone. I wasn't laying on somebody's bed, somebody's sofa. Someone to use or for. dating someone to use for, for those things. So I, you know, I would come across people where they weren't as independent as I was. Not saying that that takes away from them. But, you know, I had people where they would see me like, oh, wow, he has his own place. He has his own car. He has a career. He has this. He has that. And they would want to use me for that. You know, so I, I have come across, you know, people trying to use me for that. I have come across not that much people with the drug scene because I don't play that shit. Like once I know, like I have one person, one person I know for sure that was doing it. And um, when I saw those signs, I just let go of them. But that person was also a person when I met them, I gave them a chance because actually things they were saying to me didn't match up. Like they was talking about like, yeah, I got to be home by a certain time. I'm like, you live with your parents. I was like, what's going on here? you're a grown man. And they were talking about just the stuff they were talking about to me just didn't add up. And then come to find out they had just came out of jail. You know, they was living in a halfway house. I decided to give them a chance because I was like, you know what? Everyone has a past. Everyone goes through something. And you know, this person didn't have a job. They didn't have a car. I was like, well, if you're going to date me, you need to have your own. You need to be independent. You need to have, I'm not saying you need to have a car, But you need to have your own money coming in. And they wanted to move into my house. They wanted to use my car. I was just like... And they were a good person in the sense that they was always helpful when they got a job. They did pay for meals too. But it was like, you still wanted to move in too fast. And then come to find out they they relapsed and went back on drugs. And they wasn't telling me about it. But I realized it because, you know, I used to be a community support counselor. And I used to deal with people Um, in drug and alcohol. So I knew the signs. So, you know, when I saw those signs, it was like, okay, I understand you have a struggle. I don't mind helping you with your struggle. But if you don't want help, I can't be a part of your life because you don't want to change. But go ahead. I see you have something to say.
1: So, in the gay dating scene, because I've gained weight and then lost it, gained weight, lost it, like basically normal, Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Your, your weight just fluctuates up and down. My weight does too, and I'm a skinny twig. And. So.
1: I've actually had guys come across me who have actually told me to do heroin to lose weight. Now. I'm not that type of person. I've, I can't even smoke. marijuana. No. Yeah. It m- makes me paranoid. Mm hmm. And. I had someone bring it into my house. And I asked them not to. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of like a boundary. Like a huge boundary. boundary. Uh-huh. Like red so, flag. So that's
0: disrespectful. Like not even respecting your boundaries.
1: And it's hard because you don't want to disrespect the other person. Because you feel bad. But at the same time. I, you can't feel sorry for someone who literally disres- comes back and disrespects you.
0: So, why... What made you feel bad that if you sat here and you enforced your boundaries?
1: Because I feel like maybe they're going... The, the person or a person could be going through something at that particular time that is leading them to take said substance. Mm-hmm. And I feel like me saying you can't do that. You can't have that here. Like, could...
0: Could what? Like, push them over the edge? It could Um, either
1: make them aggressive, emotional. And to me, drugs are a big no-no. I can't have that around me my job I work with people with disabilities and I love my job I would never jeopardize my job in any way Mm -hmm. and like for me I don't think that I would be okay with having someone doing that
0: well we do know like you know addiction is definitely a disease um and I mean, I guess I can sort of understand why you would feel bad to put up boundaries. But I always tell people that, especially when someone comes into your environment, that you do whatever it takes to protect your environment and your boundaries. Um, and then I also do believe that we teach people the way that we want to be treated. So no matter what it is, even if it's someone with a drug addiction and they bring that stuff into your home and when we're like, oh, I'm going to turn the other cheek or, you know, I don't want to kick them out because I don't want to push them over the limit or I don't know what they're going through. You're teaching them how it's okay for them to continue bringing that into your space. Go ahead.
1: So this person who brought drugs into my house, um, come to find out this person had a gun in their bag as well. Mm. So they're taking a substance and they had... A firearm In but my But do
0: house. you see by you not enforcing your boundaries How you're like you, well, You're I only, allowing danger Like you're I putting only, yourself in a dangerous I situation I found
1: this out Because th- When I When this person Was doing this mm-hmm. In my house I said you need to get out Or I'm calling the police mm-hmm. Because I was by myself mm-hmm. I didn't feel safe mm-hmm. So I had 911 already dialed Ready to go mm-hmm. Because when his Bag fell over The handgun fell out. Oh. And... To me... I'm not a violent person. I... I can get angry. And Mm -hmm. I can scream. But I'm not... We all can. I
0: understand. I...
1: It... It takes a special type of person to get me to that point. Like... Like full... Like... To that angry... They... Would have had to run over my animal. Or... Burn my house down, or but
0: I get it. So, you know, I'm gonna say I think you did handle that in the right way, especially after realizing that they had a weapon on them. Because when people take these drugs and different substances, we just don't know how they would react. So, enforcing certain boundaries, I could see where it would be like, okay, I'm telling this person to get out and I'm kicking them out, and now they're on this substance, their mind's not here, they have a weapon. I don't know what can pop off. So, you know, I, I would say then in that situation, you did handle it in the right way, especially you said you, you know, you had what dial 911 or whatever the case is. So, but it does suck that in the gay community that we do come across a lot of people who don't respect our boundaries, people who do do drugs and they do not respect your wishes not to bring drugs into your house because, you know, like the individual that I was talking to when I realized that he relapsed because a matter of fact, I didn't even really knew he did drugs. It's just certain things after a while I found that he used to do it and he relapsed. And I I never thought that I would have to tell someone, don't bring that stuff into my house. Because to me, if you know me, you know I don't deal with that stuff. I don't tolerate it. But, you know, that was one person. And I remember also I was speaking to someone who he also told me that um, he does, I don't know, I guess it was Coke or whatever. Mm -hmm. Some type of drug. I, I So as I was saying, so he uh, had his baby mama on speakerphone and she was like, so and so I can't do the drugs and the sneakers. And I was just like, "Did did she say drugs? And, you know, he took her quickly off her speakerphone and started talking about something else with her. And I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. I'm going to address this shit right then and there. So I was like, so what she meant by drugs? And he was like, you know, whatever particular substance. It was not weed. It was not liquor, because some people would consider liquor a drug. Um, and his thing was, he only does it to party. To me, I do not care if you only do it to party. There's a problem. And in time, we're getting to know him. Sometimes I'm like, those damn drugs done fucked up his head. Because the stuff that we talk about and the way his mind works, I'm like, there's so, there has to be something mentally wrong with him. Um, but that's the second time that I've ever knowingly talked to someone that dabble in heavy type of drugs. And for me, that's a no-no. I am willing to talk to someone, date someone that has problems because I do feel we all come with baggage. Nobody's perfect. But I could only deal with a person that's actively working on being a better person. If you're not actively working on being a better person and you don't think anything's wrong, I cannot be with you because we're not going to fix the problem. Somet- Go ahead.
1: Sometimes there's just too much baggage. Sometimes they're just it's an overload and sometimes it just
0: can't Yeah, sometimes it's too much but i i truly believe that when you have two individuals that's working on fixing their baggage working on correcting toxic traits that's working on healing from past trauma uh then the relationship can work because you're working on getting your shit together i'm working on getting my shit together and now we can help each other get our shit together but when you're the only person working on yourself and now you're trying to help this person work on themselves but they're not trying to actively actively work on themselves it's stressful it's not going to work if they don't see that they have an issue it's not going to work because you can't it's almost like you can't take a horse to the well and make them drink so it's like if a person doesn't see that these habits or these issues that like i'm gonna finish don't forget your train of thought if this person cannot see that they have these habits or these bad issues and actively work on it it's not going to work Because they don't see anything wrong with their ways Go ahead
1: Wouldn't the horse go to the trough?
0: I never heard that one i
1: have
0: never been on a farm? No, I've never been on a farm I mean, well uh, Would a horse a tr- a thingy is, be?
1: is the It's either a long thing Or a round thing And you put water in it And that's what they drink
0: out of Oh, that's what that uh, is Thank okay. you for teaching me something new Because I've been horseback riding now Actually, wait I've been to a farm when I was a little kid. I'm sorry. I have been to a farm as a little kid, but I did not know that's what you call that. I
1: was originally born in Amish country.
0: Oh, okay. So you know about all that Amish farm stuff. Okay.
1: My grandparents don't have running
0: water. Well, they have running water, but it comes from a spring. Oh, see. Okay. yeah. I love the outdoors, but not that type of outdoors where I need to get water from a spring.
1: You had to hold your flip phone in the air to get cell phone service. Uh. uh okay. Yeah. And one, uh. there was one spot and you'd be dancing to
0: Okay, see, yeah. No, that wouldn't work for me. Uh,
1: it's all fixed
0: now. Oh, okay. Good.
1: But before... Like, before? Like, up until 2018,
0: there was no cell phone service. Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, even now, when I have cell phone service, but here and there, the service sucks. It's okay. Um, so, what other things have you experienced in... The gay community, the, the dating pool.
1: Well, I have talked to a couple different types of people. Um, the, the la- last guy that I was talking to, he was from New York, and Binghamton is not far.
0: It's, it's not. A, it's like What is it, like an hour from us? It's like an hour. For you, it's a little bit further. Okay. From you, yeah, where you live. Because from me right here, it's about an hour.
1: Like an hour and like... Well, 20 minutes or something. Well, about an hour with the way I drive.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We know you speed.
1: Anyway, we're going to skip over that point. We
0: will. Speeder. Um,
1: so, we were talking. And he's like, I'm struggling. And I'm like, I don't have anything to help you. My job just switched to weekly pay... Taxes are different. Things are tight. And at that point, I had switched my car payment and things were coming out all at once. And it was like a whole thing. And he actually got mad at me and blocked me because I could not help him. Mm. Even though we had just gotten off the phone and he was expressing how he has interest and wants to hang out. And
0: y'all weren't even in a relationship. No.
1: He was asking Mm. for me to... Send him, uh, uh Grubhub or whatever, him food and pay his car payment and pay his rent. And I'm like, I don't even know
0: you from a. Okay can of paint, that's what I would say. I don't know I don't what you're
1: Pilot Hay, but we're. Hay, okay, yeah, we're, I we're, forgot. We're that's not, your we're, own. We're not, we're not with that, uh, ho- the
0: horse truck. The yeah. heart, yeah. Yeah, I've ran into guys like that, and even like me, this is the thing, like, I tell God, Matter of fact, no, I don't think any guys have ever sat here. And been like, can I do that for them? Not that I can recall, because I let them know right off the back. I'd be like, look, I'm not looking to take care of nobody. I'm not trying to do this. You know, and I've even had guys that were willing. Like, I've had guys that's actually been like, if you need something, let me know. I will pay your mortgage. And just because the type of guy that I am, I've been like, mm, like, I had this one guy. Oh, I love having conversations with him. But at the same time, we were always bump heads. And he would just, I, I just couldn't, I would, I just couldn't. We would bump heads all the time, but we spoke the same language. We believed the same thing, but we would always bump heads. And he was actually one of the guys that would sit there and be like, I got you. Now, sometimes I'm like, damn, I should have really took him up on that offer and see if he would keep his word just to see, because I, to me, I'm like, I, I get so tired of guys telling me they would do this for me. They would do that for me. But when the time comes, not that I ever asked them. But they don't do it. Like, I also had this one guy um, where, you know, he used to come to my house all the time. Now, I have air conditions in my house. My house is an older home. I don't have central air, whatever. You know, I have a fan in my living room. My dining room, well, right now there's an air condition in my dining room. But I only have, like, two air conditions because I don't really utilize my whole entire house. So I have an air condition in my room because that's where I'm always at. And then I have an air condition that's normally either in my office or sometimes it's one of those, you know, you put it in the window type. Or it's in the guest room if I have guests. But, like, I don't really utilize my living room. I don't really utilize my dining room. Like, if I eat, I eat in my kitchen, which is normally cool. Or sad to say, sometimes I eat in my room. Um, and those places are cool for me. So the guy will come over here all the time and he will be like, you need an air conditioner. You need an air conditioner downstairs. And I'm like, but I don't feel like I need one. I live here. I'm, I'm not hot. I'm hot. I'm good. And I'm like, if you feel like I need an air conditioner, then you should buy it because you feel like I need it. I don't feel like I need it. And he was like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. And I would always say, nah, it's really not that deep. I don't need it. And then the one time I was like, fine. Well, OK, Th- then buy it. You keep on pressing the issue, then buy it. He goes, can we go have fun? I'm like, wait a minute now. You're the one that has a problem with me not having an air condition down here. You're the one that stated before that you would buy it. But now all of a sudden, when I take you up on that offer, it's we go half. Nah, bitch, we're not going half. And it's not that I can't afford to go half. And it's not that I can't afford to buy air conditioner. It's the fact that you said something. I'm comfortable in my own home. If I feel like I need an air conditioner, I will buy it. But the fact that you don't feel comfortable and, you know, when I made my statement, you're like, you'll buy it. Don't sit here and be like, let's go half. Be a man of your word. Because that same individual will sit here and be like, I could pay your whole mortgage and all your bills because I make more money than you. Well, if you can do that, buy the air conditioner on your own. And I even went to as far as like, you can buy the air conditioner and take it home with you whenever you leave and bring it back when you want to. I went that far. But one of the things that I run into is... But that should have been enough. It should have been enough. You're right. And you know, the thing is, one of the things I run into is guys that talks about things that they could do for me. But they never do it. They never do it. Or guys... oh Yeah, they don't follow through. Or guys, like, well, this particular guy, I think he's so used to doing things for people that we went out several times. I've paid for the meals several times. And he would be like, oh, all this I do for you, I pay for your stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. You don't forget this place, this place, this place, this place that I took you and I paid for it. And I'm not one of those people that like to throw that up. But the fact that he was constantly going, he did this, he did that. I'm like, wait a minute now. Don't make it seem like you've done all this stuff for me when from because I do believe in fifty fifty. So to me it's even like in it even in friendships it should be fifty fifty. So to me it's like, Oh, so you must have selected amnesia to not remember how many times I paid for meals for you, how many times I've done this for you, how many times like You know, so I I come across to, in the whole dating scene, guys who sit here and they do that. And even with this same guy, he would sit there and say to me, like, you know, I feel like when you get to know a person, or when you're getting to know a person, you open up about your past experiences, why you are the way that you are. Like, I let people know, this is the reason why I'm this way, because I've experienced X, Y, and Z. And he would sit there and be like, so that's why you're like that, because a lot of people have done you dirty, walked all over you, took advantage. And he'd be like, I'm different. I'm worth it. And then I look at him like, how the fuck are you worth it? I feel like that's a I'm like, how the fuck are you worth it? You, you never want to drive. You know, um, not saying that he doesn't drive, but there are times where he's too lazy to drive and he'll be like, well, I came to see you. And it's like, well, the reason why I wasn't coming to see you is because you live with your mother. You have two kids and you live with your sister. And it's a very chaotic environment. And because you didn't come out to your mother, you used to come to my house all the time. And I used to go see him. But the thing is, when I, whenever I would go see him, I would only be there for a few hours because there was nowhere for me to go. It was like I'm sitting at a park with you. At least when you come, you can stay the whole day, then drive back. I have to sit here a few hours or get a hotel, or get a hotel which I wouldn't buy a hotel. He would always offer to buy a hotel. Because he felt like I was coming to him But my thing is I'd rather you put that money to something else so I'd always be like, you don't have to buy me a hotel I'll stay for a few hours And then I'll go back home Cause that, Honestly, that's me I don't want anybody coming out of pocket Unnecessary money out of their pocket for me I don't, I just don't That's a, that's a kind gesture That you want to get a hotel Because I came all that way But it's only 45 minutes at the same time And then you have kids
1: That's my morning drive
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so then I'm like, also, like, you have kids. And that money could be, utilized, money for be utilized for the children. So that's how my mind works, you know. Um, kids come first. Kids come first. And then even with that whole situation, you know, after he introduced me to his mom, for one, he wanted to introduce me to her way too soon. And I'm just like, uh-uh, we haven't been talking that long. I that. However, I was like, you know what? Let me go with the flow because another thing I always run into with people is in the dating world is go with the flow. I hate when people be like, go with the flow. Because to me, when you tell me go with the flow... It's because you want to take advantage of me. You want to sit here and you want me to do every... Go ahead.
1: The go with the flow thing... I say that... And... I say it because... I'm trying to... For This is just me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what your next move is. Mm-hmm. What, Because... Going back to an earlier conversation... You don't know what their true intentions are. Mm-hmm. So I always say I'm looking to go with the flow because what are your true... you'll what see What their- is the backup motive? What is your motive behind the
0: motive? mm mm-hmm. I can see being that way too. Like you said, go with the flow. Then eventually because they're like, okay, there's no expectations, then you're going to see what their real motives are because they don't have to put on a front. They're like, oh, they just want to go with the flow.
1: And for me, the... I guess it's kind of putting my guard up, but my guard's all like trying to get to know people. I have to have that up for the amount of stuff that I have dealt with. I came out when I was thirteen.
0: 13? Oh wow! More power to you. <laughs>
1: um, and like I had a very good experience growing up from thirteen being out. Like, my mom and high school was very, very good to me, for the most part. But but from that point to where I'm at now, I have dealt with enough stuff where I just want to go with the flow because... Would
0: you say you dealt with enough stuff because of the dating? Yes. In the gay community?
1: My first ever true relationship I've ever had was really really good but after that my first relationship was my longest Any, the, the one after that I've only truly dated like fully been with dated a, I'm counting
0: mm, that's fine sometimes we gotta do that
1: So, about six guys. So, I have consider exes. Mm-hmm. Like, full-blown exes.
0: So, more so, like, not casually dating, but actually in a full-blown relationship.
1: Yes. Um, the last guy I dated, like, full-blown dated, actually left me for his ex, who lives a mile from my house. That's a whole nother. That's
0: a whole nother debacle. I feel like we've spoke about that.
1: Yeah. Takes every gut me not to like no,
0: so, We spoke but, about that.
1: But, um, that, that guy actually took advantage of me. That I do know. That I, but I do have to say at the end of the day, out of my last relationship, I got a very good friend. Out of it. Yes. And she is a diehard friend. She's not just there t- Sometimes after a relationship... Wait, you said she. India.
0: Oh, so I... You know, when you said you got a diehard friend out of it, I thought it was someone you dated and you no. guys became friends.
1: No. I... The only...
0: It was someone you was dating. Is it the family his... member?
1: No, a friend.
0: Okay, his, so his friend. His friend.
1: It, I met her through him. Okay. This guy basically told her... From what she told me, I just here to say that <clears throat> he wanted her to stop being my friend, stop talking to me. I had her number, I had her on Facebook, I had her on Snapchat, and she's like, I just met him and I like him. I'm not doing that.
0: Was me. she his friend too?
1: Yes. But he is not mature enough to be able to have her as a friend and, and, and her be friends with me. Uh-huh. It's... um. He did not want her to be friends with me He brought her into my life And I'm not allowed to have her as a friend That's
0: a sticky situation
1: And she's like well I'm sorry But you brought him into my life I like him I'm gonna continue to hang out with him He's a good friend of mine now And he ended up Unfriending her or whatever And
0: I'm not gonna lie That is immature But Petty Me understands where he's coming from. But I have had an ex that I dated that my best friend remained friends with him. And I was cool with that because of the relationship that him and I had um, before breaking up and the relationship that I had with her. So it was cool. But there's been other situations in my past where I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. Well,
1: And here's this this whole situation. I didn't do him wrong. He did me wrong. Mm. Even after we broke up... he did, He's from New York. Like... Somewhere in New York. Does not drive. Even after I was cool. Even though he did me wrong. He broke up with me on Valentine's Day. After I did a whole spread. I had a whole spread ready to go. And he broke up with me. Now, I... It was a. I In my head it was 50-50. But I figured... You know things could have been patched, and I was like, okay, that you know, i you know, we actually had plans to hang out after I I had to work Valentine's Day because, you know, I'm an adult and don't get holidays off. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so I texted him and he's like, no, we're done. I'm now with him. Like, literally, like, broke up with me and got with him in the same day. Oh, wow. And India is my friend India was like I don't see why I can't be mature enough where I can be his friend and your friend
0: yeah cause whatever y'all situation is has nothing to do and with her
1: she believes that the situation that we had she knows I did wrong but I also admitted I did wrong and, and I showed and, like, gave proof of what I did. Mm-hmm. There was no hiding it. There was no secrets. It wasn't behind his back. I went to him, and it was out in the open. hmm And I thought we were working past it. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he was seeing this guy the whole time, telling me that this is just a friend. Now, I knew it wasn't just a friend from... Mm-hmm his Facebook post about this person Mm -hmm. but I didn't want to start this relationship off having doubt, having having a negative thought about it. Um. But that's where that's at. I hear you
0: so what do you think the biggest hurdle is in, um as a gay man dating in the gay community what do you think the biggest issue is that we face
1: people being honest
0: honestly
1: honestly boundaries um drug use
0: Why do you think that commitment those hur- why do you think we have those hurdles? Like why do you think people just can't be honest? They can't accept and respect boundaries and I'm not even going to say why about the whole drugs because that's a whole that's long like a whole, list. That's a whole thing. <clears throat> that's a whole thing. I mean, even these other things are a whole long list of things. But what do you think it is about people like what what is so hard to be honest? with someone in upfront in the gay community in dating.
1: I for me, I can only speak from myself. I think people are afraid of being judged. Judged on their past, being judged on their oops, maybe their future. Um, being judged on how much money they make, being judged on the car they drive. I I personally believe that today's society makes us think that we need to have more. Mm-hmm. and for me I want less I want less bullshit l- less games less less house less I'm, oh, I'll never have less cars because that,
0: just <laughs> Who we know, that Yeah. That just won't ever happen you're, you're a car head I think is what I'll they call I'll have a tiny it. house and a 19 car garage yeah. that's just me yeah I could see that but, I could um, see that
1: and I, I don't think there's enough love in our culture I think if someone's not interested, they just immediately show hate, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that should be. Because even after, this is going back in this previous podcast. Right, right. Um, the guy that I wasn't interested. I even I I even paid for the drinks. I knew I wasn't interested.
0: This is the one that you met up to go to Starbucks. Starbucks. Okay,
1: and he held my hand and kissed me and it was very uncomfortable but I still did the right thing and I showed I was going to cancel but I'm like you but know you what?
0: showed up you was like I'm gonna I, show I up
1: I figured you know what's the worst that can happen mm-hmm. well I got kissed in Starbucks for the first time because, you know I never thought that I would get kissed in Starbucks but
0: especially by
1: someone who I just
0: met, yeah, you a, couple just hours met a couple hours before so even going on to that Uh, we mentioned that boundaries was also uh, an issue with dating in the gay community. Why do you think that's such a big issue for people?
1: Because I think when someone, when you meet someone, I think they get comfortable. When they get comfortable is when the boundaries start to slip. There was this guy who I was seeing. It wasn't totally serious, but it was getting serious. It was you know talking and other things and this guy
0: Ooh, other things no let me stop <laughs> let me stop yeah, we're, not go we're not gonna go there
1: but um we were at my house we were having you know he's like pick me up you know i'm off and you're off and you will know, we'll have a couple drinks we'll hang out in your basement so i'm i'm your down...
0: basement sounds like it's like a after hour spot like a club
1: I have a bar down there and I have a I
0: have a theater. Oh, uh, okay. See, I'm like down there sounds like that's where things be happening.
1: Things hmm. do happen down there, but we won't get into that.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, we would not.
1: <laughs> anyway, so we're down there, you know, we're half a bottle in, having a good time, music, whatever. So we go to bed. And, you know, my basement is has like zero window like has like tiny windows like a normal basement like Uh just like these little square things. and so we're down there and it's pitch dark and i wake up and i feel something and i don't know what it is he's convulsive.
0: oh my god so
1: after i went to bed this person took something now this is this is the first time i had this happen and then I had another time with the other. Guys. So,
0: this is also going back on one of the issues you're saying that we face in the gay community and dating is drugs.
1: Not. I'm not going back to the drugs, I'm going to the boundaries. Okay. But, for. Like. I think. One, one of the boundaries that I know that is surpassed a lot with me that I'm now realizing is. Um, When I say don't bring something, they bring it anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, like, when I have to tell someone to get out of my house 37 times and have to pull up 911 to get them out. I shouldn't have to do that.
0: I agree with you on that. I agree. And I'm just going to say this. And what I'm going to do, just because it is getting late, is we're going to wrap this up. And we could always pick this up on another day. Um, But I just want to share this thing with boundaries. And because you mentioned about calling 911. So the guy that I was talking to, and I mentioned this to you before, so I'm going to mention this to you know the followers and the listeners um, and also to even hear their opinion on it. So, you know, I, I am a firm believer of respecting people's boundaries. I have no problem when I go into somebody's house, if they're living out of a hotel, a shoebox, their car, whatever it is that belongs to them, I respect, like I'm not one of those people, like I've been in your car several times, I don't change your radio, I listen to whatever you're listening to, that's, that's not my car, I feel like that's rude when people do that, but let me not be on top of that, so you know, this guy, he's here at my house, you know, he has his two kids, I have a guest room, they're in my guest room, you know, there's a TV, they're in there watching it, the air conditions, on. they're comfortable, I was good with the kids, the kids seem to like me, Um, He's in my room. So the whole time he's in my room, I could not get comfortable. I finally decided to get comfortable, just had on my underwear. I finally laid in my bed. His daughter kept on just opening up my room door. I felt like, wait a minute, that's a no-no. You know, I would sit there and be like, you know, whatever her name is. Let's say her name is Giselle. I'm like, Giselle, you can't come into an adult's room like that. You have to knock. She would claim she would knock. I didn't hear her. The TV wasn't loud. So I locked my door just to get her purposely to knock. He's sleeping all this time. I think she done came into my room seven times without knocking, just opening up the door. I'm in my bed in my shorts or underwear. I'm not married to your father. You're not my child, you know, Um, and even if you were my child you can't be busting into my room like that. I never, my parents, I could not do that. I had to knock on their door. My grandmother, I was raised by different family members. My grandmother, I can never just walk in her room or just open, I had to knock. My aunt's them, I had to knock. My parents, I had to knock. I did not just walk in their door, you know, their room, I mean. And um, so to me, that was a boundary thing. And to me, that's, you're not doing your job as a parent to teach your kids how to respect boundaries. Because to me, stuff like that, is how your kids would get in trouble with the law because they don't know how to respect boundaries or follow rules but anyway so i locked my door she 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 basically broke down my door to get into my room and she goes to her father can i sleep in here now i don't know you that well i'm still learning your father i already had told the father from the get-go that we were moving too fast he didn't want to listen so i decided you know what let me go with the flow because when i meet guys that's another thing they tell me i don't know how to go with the flow So now I'm going with the flow. Okay, fine. You want to meet your kids already? Cool. And, you know, even so, I would even sit there and say to him, you know, eventually I do need to meet your kids to get to know them. You know, we can't just rush into things. So, you know, little by little, I need to spend time with your kids. Um, You know, and he said yes. I said, no, she cannot. And for me, the reason why I'm a light sleeper, I'm a very light sleeper. I cannot sleep in a bed with a kid that's going to be moving around like that. And at this point in time, that's not my child. Even if we got together and co-parent, then that would have been a little bit different. But I'm still learning your child. I'm still learning your child. Your child's still learning me. My sleep is important. I barely sleep. So on my days off, I don't want anything interrupting my sleep on my days off. So, you know, um, he told her, nope, go back to the room, which is the guest room. She went back. And he goes to me, can you get my phone? Now, I'm already aggravated because I've been dealing with kids all day, especially when he was sleeping. And I'm like, no, you could go get your phone. I need a break. Like, you know, I've been dealing with your kids. He's like, well, if I go out there, she's going to bother me. And I'm just like, okay, well, you deal with that. So he leaves my room. He goes, whatever. He comes back in with food and his kid. Now, earlier in the day, he wanted to eat in my room. I said, no. I was like you don't want to, I was like, you cannot eat in my room because then your kids are going to want to eat in my room and they're going to want to eat in the guest room or my living room. And I'm like, I don't do that. Especially not kids, adults, you know, adults to me is a little bit more careful with like, if they drop their food, but kids, you're young. You're like, they're they're seven and eight. They're going to make a mess. I don't want them making a mess in my house. I'm sorry. I don't. So I'm like, no, I was like, you know, if you want to eat, we can eat in the dining room or the kitchen. And I was like, you do not want to be one of those parents where it's, do as I say, not as I do. I'm like, that's not being a good example. And he actually got mad and he was like, oh man, I hate that you're right, but you're right. And he agreed. So that was early in the day. So if you agreed early in the day, not to eat in my room, because it would be setting a bad example for your kids. Why do you think it's okay now later in the evening at night to eat in my room in front of your kid? And then you did not respect my boundaries when I said no to your daughter. And then he wants to get upset with me. When I'm like, no, 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 your daughter cannot be up in here eating in my room. I said no and no is no. And of course I was a little bit more, you know, stern with it because I said it before. Now you're not respecting my boundaries. So then he gets verbally aggressive with me as if like, like loud and, 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 and very verbally aggressive and had his hands in my face telling me like, it ain't going to be like this. Basically telling me he's going to do what he wants to do in front of his daughter. So now, one, how's your daughter going to respect me when she sees you disrespecting me in my own house? This is not your house. You don't pay bills here. You're not respecting my boundaries. So then I said to him, well, either you can leave. Now, I'm not kicking you out. Kicking you out is I'm taking your shit and I'm throwing it out. I'm giving you options. Either you can leave or I'll have somebody come over here or I'm calling the cops and I don't want to say who the person is that I was going to have come over here. But I gave him three options. So if you're going to continue to be verbally aggressive towards me and having your hands in my face you can you cannot stay this is my house i pay the bills here i should be at peace in my own environment you need to respect my boundaries and so he calls his ex-wife who earlier in the day he cursed her out he told come get these fucking kids i'm so tired of this so the same woman you cursed out the same woman that you told me put you through hell the same woman you told me you cheated on she cheated on you. She has a drug problem. Y'all are toxic because I hear how they talk to each other. They talk to each other fucking bitches, all this stuff. You're stupid. You act like a child. That's all unhealthy ways of communicating. So that's how you talk to her. You think you're going to talk to me like that? No, 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 no. Take that unhealthy way of communicating out the door. And he goes, you going to call the cops on me and my kids? you going to call the cops on me and my kids? Being even more aggressive. So you know what I did? And this is horrible that I had to do this. I called two of my friends, and I think one of my friends on Instagram, I messaged him a little bit about the situation. To avoid problems, instead of calling the cops, I went into my office because I felt unsafe because he was verbally aggressive, and he had his hand in my face, and I locked the door. And I slept in there, and I was on the phone with my friend. My friend wanted to make sure I was... That's how fearful I was in my own goddamn house. My friend stayed on the phone with me until I fell asleep. And the only thing he got from that situation was you call the cops on me and you was throwing me out of your house. I later on said to him, when you guys wake up in the morning or when I get up in the morning, I'm taking y'all home. I got up in the morning. I text him because I wasn't leaving the room. He tried talking to me several times before I went to sleep. But I, I do you really think I want to talk to you? I was over it. Why would I want to talk to you? So, you know, I didn't text him, you know, um, in the morning when I get up or when you guys get up, I'm going to take you guys home. I got up. I think it was seven something in the morning. I text him. you know, can you guys get yourself together to leave? His thing is, you're kicking me and your kids out of the house seven something in the morning, kicking you out. I'm taking you to your home. I'm taking you to your home. But his mind was stuck on, you call the cops on me, I would never do that for you. He, he didn't even sit there and say, you know what? If I was in your shoes, because if he was in my shoes, he wouldn't do that. That's fine. But you're not me. But the thing is, even if you were in my shoes, I would have never disrespected you if you told me your kid could not sleep in my bed. I would never do that. This is not my house. You know, so people sit here and they don't respect boundaries this is what I learned in the gay community. You don't respect your boundaries. And then when you react to something they've done to you that was toxic, like when you start off when you're calm and like, you know, let's say somebody hit you and you're like, please don't hit me. Then they hit you again. Please don't hit me. They hit you again. Please don't hit me. Then they hit you again. You're like, motherfucker. And you want to fight them or get or you get real aggressive with them for hitting you after several times they want to sit there and be like, you're the problem. No, 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 no. You didn't respect me when I was kind, when I was nice, and then you push my buttons to the point where now I have to act out of character. You have to go out of your norms. Out of your norms. Because now you're, you're pinned up against the wall, and even though some people might be like, well, you should never let someone get you out of character like that. Yeah, we can say that, and it's true. But at some point in time, if you keep on doing the same results, well, the same thing, and you keep on getting the same results, you're being nice, now you got to try something different. You know, so that is something definitely in the gay community with lack of communication, um, respecting boundaries, people doing drugs. Like there's so many things. And it's like it's so hard to fix those things until people look within themselves and try to be better people. And that's why I'm like, everyone comes with baggage. But if no one's sitting there being like, well, let me unpack this baggage to make sure I'm a better person like me. I'm not perfect. Do I curse people out? Yes, I do. Do I get upset? Yes, the fuck I do. Can I be aggressive? Yes, the fuck I can. My friends call me mean. And I'd be laughing with them and I'd be like, y'all know I'm mean nice because I am mean nice. Like, my mouth is sharp. But again, I'm also a very chill, mellow person. Like, I'm not a person that I, I have no ill will towards as a person. Whatever I tell you, that's exactly what it is. When I get into talking to somebody, I'm telling you this is exactly what I'm looking for. X, Y, and Z. I might be open to this. I might be open to that. But this is what I want. The end goal. The end goal. This is what I want. I might sit there and be like, look, I want to settle down. I'm open to maybe friends with benefits. I'm not a fan of hookups anymore. Not saying it it might not happen because then that would be a lie. I don't know what mood I might be in tomorrow and I might hook up with somebody. But that's not what I want maybe in that moment, but long-term, that's not what I want. I will never disrespect a person. I went to um, this particular guy's house. Automatically, when I went to his house, I took off my shoes. He still had on his shoes. He said, ooh, you're doing what I'm supposed to do. So if I can go into your environment and respect it, why is it you can't come into my environment and respect my boundaries, but I respect yours? That's, that's two-faced it. And then to make me feel like I'm the bad guy, Hmm? It's a
1: two way street. It's a
0: two way street. You're right. So, you know, to sit there and try to make me seem like I'm the bad guy when I calmly said, She cannot be in my room. And then you get verbally aggressive with me. And you already start putting your hands in my face and you won't calm down. You don't think I should call the cops? I don't feel safe. So, whether you have kids or not, Your kids ain't going to jail. I'm calling cops on you. They ain't do nothing wrong. I know where your kids live. The cops could take you away and I will take them home or watch them until you come out of jail and somebody come and get you, you know? So it's, it's a lot. And I think, you know, um, especially people in the gay community that comes from toxic backgrounds or they weren't raised a certain way. They come into relationships or they come into situations with a lot of bad habits, a lot of toxic traits you know even especially somebody like because with this guy he's used to being with women and he's you know i don't believe in gender roles i don't believe in the fact well you're a man so you need to have some bass in your voice or you you need to be the one that cuts the grass or screw in a light bulb no i don't believe in that whether it's a heterosexual relationship or not and even more so in a gay relationship if that's the case if you want to sit there and be like well you're a man and i'm a man Well, don't ask me to cook for you, nigga. Cook for yourself. You know, and excuse my terminology saying nigga. But, you know, there's just certain things like with him where he would sit there and be like, you're a queer. You're, you're, you know, um, you're worse than a female. So because I'm a communicator and I'm not, I don't talk like an uneducated hood rat. And because I don't talk like I'm from the hood and ghetto, I'm a female because I went to school and I learned being, you know, studying for social work was a healthy way of communicating because I've been a community support specialist and I've worked in human services and I learned the right right way to communicate. That makes me soft, that makes me a queer because I grew up in a Christian household where they taught you how to speak to people and how to converse. That means I'm a queer, that means I'm like a lady because I learned a healthy way to communicate Me asking you for your time and your attention and to to be 50-50, that means I'm a female? That means I'm a queer? Well, thank you. Then I'll be a female and I'll be a queer because I was brought up and I was educated on the healthiest way to communicate with people. Do I always communicate healthy with people? Hell no. I don't think anyone does. Nobody does. For the most part, I do, but I have my moments. I have my moments where, look, I don't want to talk about this. I have these moments where I can't even convey words to have a discussion. It might just be... I think that
1: came out of your mouth tonight. What? I can't convey.
0: Oh, yeah, sometimes I can't convey words to, you know, whatever. See, look, right now I can't even find a word right now to put right there. You know, I can't find a word right now. So, you know, um, I'm not perfect. And I don't think any of us are, but in the dating lifestyle, people need to, when you come into talking to people or dating, you have to actively be working on yourself. And I think people are so used to being, this is who I am, accept me, or they've been brought up in toxic environments and to them, that's normal. One of the things that I learned with his kids is for them, yelling is normal screaming at each other and and saying stuff like you're dumb you're stupid is normal you know why it's normal for them because that's how they were raised that's the environment but it's not normal that's not healthy it's not right i heard him and his mother he was yelling and screaming at her it was unnecessary he i'm not even gonna go into details what he got mad about he went in there with his mother now they're yelling and screaming you could have spoke to your mother kindly you went in it like why i wasn't brought up in that type of environment I know that's not normal. You know, um, when I was watching his kids and he was sleeping, I forgot how we got on the topic, but they said something about they're stupid. I said, why would you say that? They go, because daddy said I'm stupid. I said, you are not stupid and don't let nobody tell you that. So I already know you're toxic. You're raising your kids in a toxic environment. This is why they don't listen. This is why, and now I'm getting a whole nother topic on an episode that I want to do about single parents single parents in the gay community being a single parent and dating this is a whole nother segment that i want to do but it's based off of what i've experienced with this individual but again i'm gonna wrap it up because i'm i could keep on going and my mouth's getting (laughs) dry but is there anything else that you would like to add about your experience on dating i don't
1: think
0: so okay so we can always come back to that but guys, thank you so much for listening to this segment of this podcast on our dating experience in um, the gay community, um, which also includes boundaries and, you, you know, certain things that we've came across. And if you came across anything and you ever want to share one of your experiences, there is a tab when you go to listen to this podcast where you can actually give feedback verbally that they can actually hear you audio of someone hearing your feedback and your experience. So be sure to do that. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, uh, shoot. It's everywhere. It's such a list. I can't even go through the whole list right now, but thank you guys so much for listening to conversations with Carter. Thank you guys so much to listening to what my guests have to say. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and sharing your experience and hopefully this can help somebody else. Well, so thank you for the invite. Thank you.